Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. And welcome to episode 420 of the Michigan Sports Truth postgame edition on Talk Shoe. Taylor Phillips, Ed Smith joining us. Follow him on Ed, Twitter at EdSmith313. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Louis Tenor, our national sports reporter. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. Promote it in person. Do everything to promote it for free. Let's get, let's get this kicked off. Uh, Red Wings get annihilated by the Blackhawks. DeBrincat with a hat trick. 5-1 to one was the score. Anthony Matha with a lone goal. Anton Forsberg with 23 saves. Not much of an effort by the Red Wings. Yeah, they, are, they get off to a shitty start, as usual. They're just, they were just fucking bad at home like they usually are. And, that, and that, that's something our tanking process, their tanking process really needed. And, and, uh, and uh, that, that stops a uh, three- uh, a three-point three-point playing streak, a win a win in New Jersey, an easy win in New Jersey. It, it appears like, even though the Devils were second in the Metropolitan Division going into that game, and then that overtime loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. The last two Philadelphia Flyers goals were called correctly. No, number one. The second goal, Morazic was out of his crease. The third one, Dylan Larkin touched it and was well. It looked like it was it was going to be offside, but Dylan Larkin touched it. Mm-hmm. That, that made the that made the the call correct, which is onside. For God's sakes, Red Wing fans, players, the coaches, the organ, and the and the fucking hockey jockey. Lashing out the officiating, just just immature fucking five year old children. If I could just get the fuck out. Yeah, blaming Harvard blaming the officials, blaming the officials anytime the Red Wings lose. It's it's such an old shtick. It's so played out. I don't even have words for it anymore. You know, if, if people if. The Red Wings are so, you know, had such a, a conspiracy against them. How the hell did they win all those cups over the years, even even leading up to their recent troubles? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. stop. Stop with that narrative. It's it's beyond played out. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting way old now for, for, like, several years now. Oh, my God. Especially now that the team is dog shit. Especially now, especially now that the team is such dog shit, so... Why, you know, if the team is already bad, why would refs want to conspire against an already bad team? Bullseye right there. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that that just keeps helping Ken Holland get the hell out of Detroit. He's going to go to either Seattle or, or Vancouver, like we like we talked about, like we touched on last week. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Ken any, Holland. Any method, any method that gets him out. Oh, yeah. He's going to leave Detroit 
regardless. And he's not, and he's definitely not going to retire because he has no contract left. And, and there were no talks of an extension, like Buck Gino pointed out many times. And speaking of Ken Holland, Jeff Moss created the founder and editor in chief of Detroit Sports Rag, created just created the worst of Ken Holland tournament of 32 in the DSR website, DetroitSportsRag.com. You can vote on Twitter like I just did, the quotes, the signings, and the other the two trades. Trades, yep. And um, what was that other bracket? I forgot. Oh, oh wait. Yeah, hang on a minute. Okay, yeah, because to be honest, I forgot the, the name of that one, but I remember the trades being one of those last two. Yeah, the absurd. The absurd. Ah, that's your wild card bracket. Yeah, absolutely. Man, if I could man. tell you, if I could tell you, my personal favorite, you know, and I always keep hearing, I can't tell which is my personal favorite, and they're both the same region, so to speak. It's the the man's. I think it's the quotes region. It's the Kids whole. Aren't the answer. Yeah. Yeah, the man's league thing, and ten to fifteen years the rebuild, and it sucks that they both had to go against each other early because I would have loved to see a potential, you know, semi or final round matchup between that. Oh yeah. I, I can't wait with, on that one. That's, I, uh, I mean, I mean, really, it's like a, it's like almost the same. It's like, it's like a, a tie here. Yeah. We might have to get at least, at least one tiebreaker, maybe a few, to determine that one. It's a good possibility with some of the weird stuff that's in this this whole entire bracket. Oh yeah, which makes it even more awesome. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing else you could do, you know, as, as to what's going on with the team. I mean, come on, they're, they're complete and out of, tra- you know, travesty that somehow uh, was on a three-point streak, as you mentioned, Taylor. Uh, but as as of tonight, they've now lost six of their last eight games. And coming into the ninth game, they're nine points. They were nine points out of that second wild card spot. So, you know, they weren't near that threatening spot yet, but they still they still need to be way below now than what they are now currently. So blowouts and routes like this, as long as you lose, I don't care what the margin is, as long as you lose enough games in regulation, that way you don't earn any points, even if it goes to overtime, the more regulation losses, the better. Yep, that's true. And uh, the thing is, though, the with because Jimmy Howard, he got the nod in goal tonight, and Chicago, they chased him early. You have to wonder if these types of performances if were to potentially, say, hurt his draft, his, his trade stock, if there were some type of move on the table or down the road, or, if, or if, if, if they feel like making any moves at all at the trade deadline, because you got to consider who would, it, would they be willing to give up and what would they be willing to give back in return, you know, because uh, me, if you're going to move a Jimmy Howard or, God forbid, move a Dylan Larkin or, or, or whomever, you, I would consider a fair exchange in return. You know, I want to make sure, you know, uh, a future draft pick for one and, um, and a young prospect. 
because with this team, the way they're currently at right now, we are nowhere near contending for a title. So I would like to stock up on the future as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Gustav Nyquist. He, he should be trade bait as well. Yeah, Nyquist is another one. Larkin could be one. I'm not sure about Anthony Seu. I, I would think he would. Um, Mantha, I'm not sure. But that and Howard, those would be the names on my list for, for potential trading block guys. Jimmy Coward, yeah, absolutely. Um, let me see here. The Red Wing. there was a report from the score saying that the Red Wings are letting buyers know that they're going to sell ahead of the trading deadline. So the Red Wings are already jumping the gun. They, they know they're that. They, even they know for themselves that they're, that they're this bad. And um, they... They didn't. They didn't waste too much time from from well, the athletics. Craig Custance. It's good to know that they're not oblivious of, as to how bad the situation is. So they're good on them for that. Yep. So the Red Wings ha- now have their All Star break until Wednesday, when they face off at the Shitty Pizza Arena on NBCSN's Wednesday Night Rivalry at eight against the San Jose Sharks. I don't. Yeah, that's been a rival. I guess that's been a rivalry for uh, about two decades now, just about at least. Well, but, yeah, uh, it, cool, it cooled down obviously. Yeah, it cooled down obviously with the Wings moving to the Eastern Conference. Same thing with the Blackhawks, but uh, you know, it's nice to see these type of matchups once in a while, even though you know the impending drubbing that's coming. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I can't wait until the middle of next week until the Sharks just. Just heavily bite the blood, bite and chop and drink the drink all the blood out of Detroit in the in the in the frozen water. <laughs> so let's let's recap the other game. Michigan Wolverines ranked 25th at the third ranked Purdue Boilermakers. Man, that was a dandy. Michigan had several leads, but in the end. It was the lack of defense and the turnovers that that cost them at Purdue. That that gave Purdue the opportunity, which they successfully took, to hang on and win and pull away too by a few points. Ninety-two eighty-eight was the final in that one at Mackey Arena. Well, listen, Purdue showed the reason, you know, they are the number three ranked team in the nation for a reason. Uh, there's a reason why they've had this historic winning streak, which was at 15, now it's at 16 games. Um, it's, and now I think with this win, they moved to 9-0 and in Big Ten play to start conference fight. I think it's tied for best, if not the best, in school history. So with guys like Vince Edwards and, uh, and Matthias and uh, Isaac Haas, who could forget that guy, um, they're showing their muscles, showing uh, what they are, showing their mantle around the rest of, of the conference. Um, and with the with Penn State beating Ohio State tonight, I think they have, with them being alone unbeaten in the conference, they have now sole possession of first place in the Big Ten Conference. So it's not too much of a crushing win for Michigan's regular season title chances, but it was not one that they needed to have at this moment in time because essentially if there is a tiebreaker situation, puts them behind, well behind Purdue. Um, but going into this one, you know, I think Michigan, they needed a, a better performance because 
Um, yes, they, they rebounded nice with, against Rutgers, but that was a horrible game that they played against Nebraska, um, a terrible game all around. So they bounced back with uh, an easy win against, uh, for, uh, uh, against Rutgers and then uh, a more than formidable performance against tonight against the number three team nation, uh, ranked team in the nation uh, on the road in their building. Um, now, it's worth noting, by the way, that Michigan, with this loss, fell to 3-30 and 30 all-time against teams and ranked in the AP top three on the road. But still, you know, this is a very promising uh, performance from all, from all accounts. Um, I would say that Michigan, there's obviously different levels and different tiers uh, regarding the Big Ten Conference. Tier one, you got MSU, you got Purdue, Ohio State, MSU, right? That's your big three. And then right after that, there's tier two. And I think at the top of that list, that tier two would be Michigan and then Nebraska. You can depend, you can flip, flip the flop say, hey, how do you rank this one? But Michigan has shown they're more than capable of being that top team in that tier. And what they're trying to do is push into that tier one. So that's what you saw tonight in this one. Um, it was good early. You know, they had a, you know, they were, had an early lead. Uh, Purdue was coming back. They had a late, late surge and took a, a good lead in halftime. And then that second half was just back and forth, back and forth. Both teams not missing the basket. At one point, uh, both had a 75-percentage success rate of, of, of their baskets being made from the floor for both teams. Uh, but then, of course, you know, with basketball winning game of runs, eventually one team is going to make one more run than the other. And Michigan, they just fell into a stagnant phase. Uh, they went four or five minutes where they only had one basket and have about four or five turnovers against a team like Purdue on the road. You just can't do that. And it put them behind eight, put them behind a hole real, uh, real quickly in that second half. Now, luckily, they got back together. You know, and it was the efforts of, say, for instance, Muhammad Ali Abdul Rahman. He had, what, 26 or so points at least. Um, the play of, of Xavier Smith, who, even though he's a sophomore, his ability as a point guard, distributing the ball, setting up his teammates, is getting better and better, progressing more and more. That's the common theme that you usually see with John Beeline, though, with, with his point guards. You give him more time to develop them, they will become valuable components later on. We saw it with Trey Burke. We saw it with Derek Wall. We even saw it way back with Derek Morris, um, or Darius Morris, excuse me. So we're seeing it now, obviously, unfold with Xavier Simpson, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing that continue. Now, as for uh, speaking on the topic of developing players, Mo Wagner is look, has looked in more recent games more and more like an, an NBA-ready player. Um, he's obviously developed a good uh, outside shot with his three-point shooting, shows great heart and intensity and passion on the floor. You want to see that uh, in a player, especially if you're considering drafting him in the first rounders. So, um, now this thing, obviously, he still needs to work on. He's got to control uh, his his foul trouble because, again, with his tenacity, it gets him into the foul trouble a lot. So, he's got an early and often. That's why you saw even Bogner, you got one early foul, and Beeline kind of take him out immediately because you know he couldn't afford him to get into trouble. Uh, so, he's got to work on that, and he still has some things to work out with his footwork, both offensively and defensively, because I think he gave him a couple – Two easy baskets um, against Haas early on. He settled down throughout, but yeah, early on he was getting eaten up, and I think that was mainly due to the footwork issues that he was having. So he's got to work better on on how he moves his feet uh, on the post, and and he's got a good, you know, um, he's got a good. He knows how to put the ball on the floor. At least he's not one of your typical big men 
that doesn't know what's doing when they get the ball in their hands. Obviously, he's he's what you would call a baby stretch, uh, stretch big. So there's that. And then there's also guys that you don't know, yeah, you didn't know before, but now they're showing you how potential they have, whether it be Wesley Matthews, the uh, not was well Charles Mac- Matthews, the the transfer from Kentucky, um, Isaiah Livers, who's looks more and more impressive, you know, good size, but he can sh- he's got a good jump shot of his own, and cool, uh, this new kid, uh, number two, I believe, he had a couple of good three pointers of himself. Um, I remember the, the one, the transition three he hit, he hit against Maryland a couple of weeks back. So Michigan, this is a good team. They have some good players. Um, tonight was not a good night defensively, but throughout the season, this is, you know, John Beeline's identity with his teams has been offense, offense, offense. But throughout this season, Michigan's defense has been the story. Wasn't quite the story tonight, but like I said, number three team with obviously one or two players that could be easily lottery picks next year in their building, primetime TV on ESPN. You know, you expected to get with some points. And at the end, when we looked down to it, it was a four-point loss um, that could have been avoided if, A, just a little bit better defense uh, because, you know, while Michigan was having a hot stretch of, you know, basket for basket, that's the problem. You were trading baskets, and you can't do that. Expect to win games against a team like Purdue. Uh, there's also some turnovers as well. Like I mentioned, the four turnovers during that five-minute stretch where they were at one basket, that contributed to the losing as well. And then at the end of it, um, when you look, look at the map of the numbers, the difference was four. There was at least four big missed free throws between Xavier Simpson and Muhammad Ali Abdul-Rahman uh, that proved to be the difference. Uh, math, math, mathematically speaking, and that's another issue with with uh, I've seen with uh, Abdul uh, Rockman. Um, you know, he's a good scorer, has good. You know, he's he's got good length for a wing, but you expect you know your guards to to be guys to be more dependable from the free throw line. You saw, and you both saw uh, your starting backcourt uh, miss have, you know, two key important free throws each that could have been the difference between you either tying or possibly winning the game. So there's still kinks and things that Beeline still has to work out with his crew, obviously. Uh, but you would st- I'm still impressed by how this team has performed this year, especially coming off of what he did last year, losing Walton and uh, DJ Wilson to the draft. So for them to have this type of rebound, I guess you could say, you know, where they're competing hotly with the best teams, the best of the best in the Big Ten, even beating some of them if you look at the Michigan State game. So um, I'm very happy with the progress it's been so far with with, uh, with Michigan. The Wolverines are off until Monday at home at 7 at Chrysler Center in Ann Arbor at the University of Michigan against the 13-9 and and ninth in the Big Ten, Northwestern Wildcats on FS1. That's a game. Wolverines should have no problem beating them. The Wolverines should have no problem beating them. Yep. Yeah, that's a gimme. They need to get some revenge for, for that uh, that BS last second and loss last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping, I'm at least hoping for like a 30-plus point victory. I'll, I'll, I'll settle for 15 to 20, just as long as guys are hitting shots and Magnus and Bonger stays out of foul trouble. Yep. Sometimes you got to get mad, right? Oh, yeah, but you got to be, you know, be smart and tactical at the same time. You can't let your yep. emotion get the best of you. And that's, right, a, right. that's a problem that Bonger has sometimes. 
That's gotta learn to control yeah. that and harness that the the right way. That is more logical. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, dive into this uh, NASCAR thing, shall we? NASCAR <sighs> is out. Yep, NASCAR is out. Not only did it get sixty days for child pornography, but 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 forty to a hundred and seventy five years for sexually assaulting one hundred and fifty six victims, all of them gymnastics who played for uh, who did gymnastics for Michigan State and the University of and the Spartans gymnastics team and the USA gymnastics team as well. Larry Nassar is, is one ultimate virus crook and and uh, nobody at Michigan State University took any of these allegations seriously and that's that's when uh, the NCAA decided to chip in rightfully so and investigate on it and pres- University President Louisa K. Simon, as we could tell, sensed it, and she uh, and she uh, bailed out of Dodge, bolted, resigned. MSU's got to look for a new president now and uh, just change the whole thing. But uh, Tom Izzo even tried to defend Louisa K. Simon. Todd Ferguson tried to defend Simon, but students won him out. But there were not. But there were some non-student slap, slapdick fans that that just did, do not do not even care about what goes on. They just care about the teams that they root for. So, so what well, them? Well, I'm sure there's a portion, but from what I've seen, for the most part, the majority, or at least the the large portion, large percentage of those, whether it be student section or fans. Uh, that know of this, they want changes done. They want accountability to be taken, oh, yeah. taken and they want transparency uh, to be and responsibility uh, to be act, enacted upon. Um, and that was now. This was one big step with Luann Simon, you know, rightfully so, resigning and stepping down because she needed to. She needed to do it uh, a long, 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 long time ago. So to me, this is a bit of a case of too little, too late. But the, the right thing was done. As for the rest of the board, I think with the fact that last week they meted and decided that, oh, you know, Luann, we should be showing support and she should not go, they need to be held accountable as well, and they need to go as well, especially Joel Ferguson with those ridiculous, horrific comments that he made, uh, literally laughing at the idea of an NCAA investigation. Well, that shit blew up right in his face. So she definitely needs to go as well. They need, if it needs to be, they need to clean house uh, on the board of trustees. They already got the president out. Now they need to focus on the board of trustees, whether it be resigning resignations or voting them out. Something needs to be done because um, either whether, whether it was complicity or not, this was an absolute failure on all parts by this university because when it comes down to it, when you look at Ferguson's comments again, talking about, wanting to sweep aside the, the Nasser issue as, oh, this Nasser thing, while at the same time saying, look what Luana has, has done for, for the Brooklyn Center, the money she's mourning, she's brought along, as if money and like, basketball, basketball arenas, as if money uh, and basketball arenas care more than human lives and the fact that these, these women, some of them were girls, children, were abused, yeah, assaulted, and victimized by this horrific piece of shit, Nasser. And and ob- it's obvious 
the school knew about what had happened and still did nothing for a period of time, allowing more people to be victimized. Now, uh, you have got to tip your hat and commend those women, those survivors, you know, all 156 of them uh, who, again, shared their pain, shared their memories, shared everything that happened to them in that courtroom with their test, uh, with, uh, you know, with the, throughout the process of the sentencing hearing. Um, Even one of the fire back what, what had done. Tom Izzo, too. Oh, God, don't get me started now. I'm not, yeah, with, with his comments, his comments were beyond shameful. You would think a guy with the cachet, the notoriety, and a recogni- uh, you know, recognized uh, face that is Tom Izzo, not only to that, you know, to that program, but to that school, but to all college sports, you know the name Tom Izzo, and you know what school he represents. He believes that school. And for him to make these type of comments and to make this stance, beyond shameful and very cowardly and complicit. Um, I have not exactly read Mark D'Antonio's comments, but he apparently made the same uh, supportive amount. Shame on him as well. I saw the comments made by uh, Susie Merchant, the, the women's basketball coach, who said that, you know, essentially equating that Nassar's actions were a solo act or whatever, that may have been the case of one man doing his, act, doing his actions, but still, the university is at fault for allowing this to happen, knowing of it, and still allowing it to happen. So shame on them and shame on her. And let me just say this right now, this is not you know, a Michigan fan trying to bag on MSU or making fun of yeah. Michigan State for the sake of them, some, some stupid, silly rivalry, okay? This it's is way more an actual case. That. Yes, this is an actual case where actual human beings' lives were affected and, affected and damaged by the actions of, of one monstrous man and the complicit actions of the entire school. If this were to happen under Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, or John Beeline, or Kim uh, Bur- yeah, or Kim Arico, the the women's basketball coach, is, and then they made the same idiotic, asinine comments that Izzo, D'Antonio, and Merchant made in support of the school president. I'd be ripping them a new asshole as well. I would be calling for heads to roll. And trust me, I I have had these same feelings. When the Penn State situation went down, I've had these same feelings. When the Baylor situation went, that went down, and obviously I had these same feelings with this issue with Michigan State. If this happened in Ann Arbor, if this happened at the University of Michigan, I would be calling for accountability and for heads to roll as well. So don't get this shit twisted, those that might want to think, oh, you're just a blue, you're just a blue, belly try, blue belly trying to get on, trying to rag an MSU. Get the fuck out of my face with that. <laughs> That was awesome. That was one hundred three hundred fifty nine percent epic, man. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> and let me touch on the board of trustees first of all. There were two members of the board of trustees, including Mitch Lyons, who who obviously is still on the huge show with Bill Simonson of all people. Who who they were both taking a, they were both pointing out to Lewitt. Anna King Simon and wanting her to go. They want Joel Ferguson to go. The other trust, the first name I I, uh, I remember is either Diana or Diane, but um, they both they both want him to go. I I I never. But now don't get me wrong. I never listen to that show anymore. But I listened to it. At, I I, I tur- 
I scrolled down his Facebook page and, and he and he he actually meant obviously actually meant business and it shocked me totally and uh, except for the fact that he uh, well well this is actually way more important like you pointed out than an than an in-state rivalry but uh, yeah he, it's it, yeah he he took it he took it way seriously like he should have Bill and uh, that and uh, Mitch. Mitch and uh, Mitch Lyons got, and Diana got their wish. Bill got his wish too. They all got. We all got our wish. Louetta K. Simon is gone. Joel Ferguson, at least hopefully, is next. The in, this is far from over. The NCAA oh, beyond. investigation. Yeah. The, the the NCAA is is going to continue to investigate the entire university, including Tom Izzo, Mark Antonio. Everybody involved with this Nassar thing that, that defended Louisiana K. Simon's comments, including Todd Ferguson, is going to get their just due. They're, yeah, going to see You're going to see what is an investigation, to me, a clear and open and shut case for lack of institutional control. Now, once that is reached, I don't know if there will be sanctions handed down because, again, Technically, this did not, in, you know, entirely involve the football basketball programs. This regarded, if you want to be technical about the gymnastics program, it was just this, the, the actions of one man, the doctor. Uh, but in terms of this still happening, all this happening on the grounds of the school and representing the school itself, you know, I believe some sort of sanctions should be handed down. Now, obviously, no, I'm not saying death penalty. I'm not saying SMU them. Um, or even hammer them like they did Penn State or, or USC. But I think some type of probation, some type, something needs to be done. Some type of punishment needs to be handed down for what went down and how uh, the top officials, the, how the heads of this school, right, supposed to care about the, the, the students and the people, uh, that, you know, that they use, that, that come to them for any type of issue, supposed to hold, you know, help them above all else. Um, that needs to be investigated, and I, I think you have to believe uh, the school, as reported by ESPN, MSU was was still withholding certain documents uh, as to what handing over, handing them over to federal officials about what happened and how much they knew, whatever the case they was. So there's still an issue of that, and whether or not Bill Schuette, um is going to be looking into this as well to see if, if possible more charges will be brought up, more criminal charges will be brought up. As a, as a result, um, whether it be against other officials, uh, Luann Simon herself, or anybody else. But this, trust me, this is, this shit is far from over. And I hope they get to the bottom of this and weed out all, all of those who are culpable and complicit and, and really hammer them, yes, but also ensure that this never, ever happens again. That should be the end goal, not to punish a school for the sake of punishing them. It's just to teach a lesson and to ensure and make sure that this never, ever happens again. And if there is, there will be severe consequences, period. Now let's think about this. With the, with the three football players involved in this, or three or four players involved in sexual assault, Mark Antonio handled it well, but mm. uh, but but and then uh, this uh, this athletic department has been falling apart, and now with this NASCAR thing and the, the and the uh, the entire athletic department 
not seeing his accountability, it it just got like a billion times worse. Oh yeah. And now they're in they're in serious serious legal trouble with the in when the NCAA and maybe the law as well. Without question, with the law. Oh yeah. It, it it's all gonna it's all gonna crumble all all together, and, and then new. And then soon, maybe in the near future, new faces are going to show up. Even Mike Villani of 97 won the ticket, wanted Ferguson and and Lu- Luana K. Simon gone. There were there were a whole lot of people, except the uh, Lansing media on on the game 7:30 a.m. WBFN and the Team 92.1 FM. The drive with Jack Edling, the Schuling Report, or the Spartan Beat with Rico Beard. He's a mm-hmm. he's a fucking Sparty homer that only cares about mm-hmm. his teams and and, and well, doesn't even care about the gymnast lives that matter the most. For God's sake, I mentioned I mentioned before that this this has basically become a reverse Penn State, where for the most part, fans and students, yeah. they mm-hmm. want accountability held and they want if they want the people in charge if they knew about this and played a role in possibly covering this up whatever the case may be they want them gone and yet you have certain media media personalities media types being being sheep yes and being sheep and defending the administration no matter what even going down to, to the damn coaches of the athletic programs defending this so it's really weird, and it's it's sickening and and sad all around. Yeah, fuck fuck the East Lansing and Lansing media all all together in general. Not singling anybody out. The whole damn group, the whole fucking group of Lansing and East Lansing sports radio media and newspaper media, even TV, as well, just coddling the university instead of the. <laughs> The lives that the, that the gymnasts, that the, the gymnast lives that matter, again matter the most, more than anything and anyone on this planet. They, those 156 victims deserve way better, and then then some. That's the main point of Agreed. this whole thing. Agreed. So, again, we'll, we here at the Michigan Sports Truth will keep you posted. On everything now. Oh, oh wait, we have even more breaking news. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the USAG board has was ordered to resign by the USOC. The USOC has given the USAG board until Wednesday to resign. Otherwise, federation will will be decertified, according to USA Today. This As this I found on Blake's report. As as they should, because as mentioned uh, by Ali Raisman, who was again one of the many, many, many victims by this sick piece of shit Nasser, um, as well as uh, I'm sure other victim, other I would say survivors as well. You know, you can call them this, but you also have to call them survivors as well, because they they you know here they are. They all came out, let the world know what happened to them, and got their chance. To speak to his monster face to face and and shared how they felt about him and about this whole situation. So they're definitely they definitely are survivors. 
So uh, whether it be Ali Raceman or, who, or whomever, um, but they let it be known, yes, this issue runs deep. It runs deeper than MSU. It runs deeper than, than the NCAA. It runs to the very – it runs to the damn Olympic team itself. So, again, heads What's need to roll and wings need to, be rat, need to be rated and pulled out from wherever or whomever they may be. It could be East Lansing. It could be nationally speaking as well. Whatever it is, it's got to be everybody. responsibility needs to be taken. Responsibility needs to be taken, and transparency and accountability needs to still be held up. In case you, in case the audience doesn't know what these acronyms uh, don't stand, what these acronyms actually stand for, USOC stands for United States Olympic Committee. CEO Scott Blackman reportedly sent an email to the USA, G, USA Gymnastics Board outlining conditions that must be met. If they are not, USA Gymnastics will face decertification and no longer be the sports national governing body. That's, that's USA Today's Nancy Armour and Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Axon reporting that. And basically, and Taylor... Correct me if I'm wrong. If if they were decertified, that would mean they would not be there would not be any gymnastics team to compete, right, for the 2020 games. Oh man, that would be that. I mean, there's there's would actually that be no correct shame or that. there's actually no shame in that. Right. I mean, listen. If it comes down to it, so be it. Because again, this this has been a festering problem. Listen, NASA was doing this shit for 20 years. Okay, essentially. But I'm sure it was he wasn't alone. There have been more people, more authority figures, more people. Period, that have taken part in or have taken part in either the direct direct action or the cover up or the complicity of these horrific actions, and they need to be held accountable as well. So again, weed them all out, roll all heads, and like the words said and Seth Rollins' theme song, burn it down if need be, burn it down. And start afresh. Yeah, I I think there needs to be a new change change of face in this USA Gymnastics team that 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 should be forced by the U.S. Olympic Committee. Yes, a reckoning has to be happened, and then a new day has to be salted over uh, to to begin the healing, to fully begin the healing process. Yep, mm-hmm. and and even Chris. Geidner of BuzzFeed News shared the letter on Twitter, two screenshots of the, the entire letter, or four rather. Mm-hmm. It came after former. It came after the Larry Nassar and sentencing up to 175 years, per the Associated Press. USA Gymnastics faced mounting criticism throughout Nassar's sentencing hearing for its failure to properly deal with his sexual abuse. Gold medalist Allie Raisman. Oh, by the way, uh, did you hear the judge saying in, in oh, person yes. Larry oh, Nassar? Yeah. I, God, I yes. Death warrant. Yeah, she, I, I commend her. I commend her wholeheartedly. Me fucking too, yeah. Yeah. Mixed three gold, medalist, yeah gold medalist Allie Raisman, who took on a leadership role through much of the process, says said, quote, we need an independent investigation to figure out exactly how this dis- disaster happened, quote, unquote, in a tweet even after Nassar was sentenced to prison for the rest of his life. May I add that independent in- investigation happens to be the NCAA. Mm-hmm. 
Armour and Nixon, now the chair, vice chair and treasurer of the USA Gymnastics Board, have already resigned. So, so they're gone. In addition to, to the resignations, Blackman's email stated an interim board must be placed in place by February 28th. Yeah, there's even more details. And then in turn, replaced within 12 months. That's exactly a full fucking year. The current board members cannot serve on the interim board or in the eventual replacement group. What's more, there will be an independent investigation by the NCAA, may I add, to determine who knew about the various complaints against Nassar and didn't take, did not take the necessary steps. New members will also undergo training to further prevent something like this from happening again. According to Armour and Nixon, Nassar was dismissed in July 2015 when a coach grew concerned about concern after hearing about his abuse. Quote, but USA Gymnastics did not notify the FBI for five weeks, conducting its, its own investigation first, unquote, they wrote. Quote, we do not base these requirements, and that, that spells trouble, by the way, on any knowledge that any individual USA gymnast, Gymnastics staff, rather, or board members had a role in fostering or obscuring NASAR's actions, unquote, Blackman said in his message via armor, armor and action. Quote, our position comes from a clear sense that USA gymnastics culture needs fundamental rebuilding, unquote. NASAR was already serving a 60-year prison sentence on child pornography charges before Wednesday's sentencing. So that's, that's so if you do the math by years, that's a total of, of from 100 years to, to a total of 230 years maximum. That's like at least three year, three lives, maybe four lives that Nassar has to spend his spend in prison. The earliest, that, that's pretty the, much the, the judge's death warrant right there. Basically, the earliest time he will be eligible for parole will be 2117. I'll be done by then. Yep, absolutely. The, the judge absolutely dumped the dumpster fire right on the top of Nassar's yeah. fucking head. Boom. Yeah. Years is only a small, a slow start. And he was the team. Yeah, we know who the fuck he was. Team doctor for USA Gymnastics in four different, four different Olympics. The NCAA is also investigating MSU's role in the scandal. Yep, we know that for sure. For Mark Tracy of the New York Times. That's the end of the article. There's even more to come later on. February 28th, 12 months. Oh, man. This is going to take, like, forever to get this whole thing cleared up. If it has to be, it has to be. You want to make sure the right moves are made and done. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't even matter if it takes forever. Just t- just take your time, investigate thoroughly. That's all we ask. But uh, speaking of Michigan State basketball, uh, they, they just routed two bad teams, Indiana and Illinois. Nothing said there. They're home against Wisconsin, unranked Wisconsin, tomorrow at 8 on FS1. Well, the, I'll say this about MSU. After that, that 
embarrassing loss to Michigan. They needed a rebound, and they did so against two middling teams, middling to bad teams, depending on how you look at it. And if they keep this up, you know, all signs are pointing to, towards a big clash February the 10th against Purdue. So circle that one on your calendars. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of basketball, oh, by the way, uh, our Chippewas still suck, even though they won one game at the Bowling Green Falcons, 84-75 last Saturday. They still suck. They they they, they lost earlier this week. Um, Western also sucks. Eastern, they, they won a game by 13 points, but... That, that was a fluke. They still suck, too. That's, that's worse than the, the – the mediocre American Conference is now just worse, except for the Toledo Rockets and uh, the Buffalo Bulls, who are actually, uh, or actually like, like running over the rest of the MAC least. So let's just transition to the Pistons now losing six straight. I I fucking hate them now. Oh man, oh man. They're starting to disappoint me like the Lions do, and that's that's a bad sign. Yeah, Stan Van Gundy's got to go. No offense. I, I'd rather he he uh, run for governor instead of being a, a an old time head coach for this for this train wreck. You have to wonder. Yeah, you you would have to wonder at some point: Is he going to be on the hot seat? Because this is what year four, year five now, and the best he's shown is one playoff series, one playoff series, and they got swept in the first round. So this is a team that has not won a playoff game since George W. Bush was still president. So this is say this is a team that's gone through a lot. Yeah, and something needs to be. You know, something has to rise to the top essentially because you got Andre Drummond, who, by the way, in my opinion, he got snubbed for the All Star game. This is a guy who's one of the, well, I'm, in my eyes, the top five or six big men in the whole league. You know, he's obviously the best rebounder. Uh, he's made a great story of how he's improved his free throw shooting. He's lost weight. He's shown more effort, in my opinion, and, and a lot more, you know, uh, action, so to speak, of how he's played. He hasn't been that, you know, absent-minded, lazy, so to speak, player that, that we saw last year. He's been far better, and in my opinion, he more than deserved an all-star vote uh, this season. Um, you have Tobias Harris, who, you know, out, you know, outside of Drummond, was in well, good contention for an all-star spot himself. Avery Bradley, who, you know, is getting better from his groin injury, clearly one of the best defenders, gives him an offensive spark. Stanley Johnson, we've gone on record how many times saying how much we hate his offense, but you can't deny what he brings defensively to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ish Smith, a very more reliable backup guard. If you want to do comparisons, he would be the Sean Hill in this in this equation, a, a slightly better Sean Hill. Um, but, again, there's, there's things that have played this team, whether it be injuries at one point to Avery Bradley or uh, now and currently to Reggie Jackson. That's what helped derail them last season. It's as you can see so far, it's doing it again so far this season. It's one reason why that since December 6th, December 1st, they've now lost 18 of their last 26 games. They're now 8-18 eight and 18 since December 1st, and that's been attributed to blowing leads, 
um, not finishing strong down the stretch. Um, lose, you know, and like I mentioned, we're blowing leads. You had like, uh, what was it, 20-point or a definite big double-digit lead against the Wizards at home, and you still fucked that up. And you're losing to teams that you have no fucking business losing to, like the Mets twice, or, God forbid, the damn Chicago Bulls, who have been absolutely atrocious this season, and you still lose to them by two points. Um, so, yeah, they definitely got their head. They got to get their shit together. Otherwise, even if they somehow pull a mirror, you know, do well, scrape, scrape their teeth, and get to the playoffs, you're looking at another potential first-round sweep because you're more than likely facing the Boston Celtics in the first round. Or, yeah, and if you face them with Kyrie and Horford and Tatum and, and, and Brown and whatnot, mm-hmm. the rest of those guys, you're looking at, again, another first-round sweep. So, and what would, that, what would that say about you as a team, where your standing is, and what does that say about Stan Rand's going to be as your coach? So, a here's, lot of things need to be done. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. Here's what I say, seeing my crystal ball. I, I see the Pistons continuing to collapse and then miss the playoffs because they're just, even with, even with Reggie Jackson, with or without him, the Pistons still, still are, are not good enough to make the playoffs. They missed the playoffs last year, and I, I think bottoming out from second place in the Eastern Conference, oh, my God, that would be such such gut-wrenching. Such a gut-wrenching it would be, it would be, it would be similar. It would be similar to how Caldwell was ultimately shown the, shown the door because, um, and even more so with, with, with Van Gundy because he's, he's been in town the same amount of time and he at least got this team to the playoffs and then after that he followed up with a disappointing season and now the trend continues. Another disappointing season. With all this talent that you have, these players that you have, you should not be playing the way you are right now and losing all these games potentially missing out on another playoff uh, season. So if, if it comes down to that, then yeah, you would have to consider, in my opinion, contemplate uh, the possibility of, of going of moving in a new direction. If, if it is, so be it. Uh, but things, you know, you have to wonder: did this team overplay? Did they overachieve early? Because remember, with the start they had, beating teams like uh, being like San Antonio and, and Golden State and Boston and Oklahoma City. Did that get to them a little bit too much? Did they start to believe in their own hype and then everything came crashing back down to reality? Or are they just in a funk right now? Because the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're in, they're in a worser mess than what the Pistons are right now, and yet somehow they're still uh, 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 within the, the tops of the top seeds of, of the Eastern Conference. So is this, is this just a matter of, hey, the Pistons are in a funk right now, but as soon as everybody gets healthy – and as soon as they just get past the All Star break, and maybe they need they make a, another move or two at the trade deadline, they'll figure yeah. it out, and then you know start making that second half push. You would hope that to be the best case scenario because if this shit gets you, yeah, hope is all we have basically. But if because if this if this keeps continuing and we miss the playoffs again, yeah, you will have to start having those discussions of where do you go from here, and that would include yeah, moving on from Stan Van Gundy. Again, like you said, love him as a human being. But if this does not improve, yeah, you you have to find another person to run your basketball team. Right. No, and note, one little note, Stan Van Gundy still has one year left after the season remaining on his contract, his five-year uh-huh. contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Which, well, which may not matter. They might they might uh, pull the plug a little early. You never know, you never know when it 
when or if it may may happen. But um, but the one but the one thing that that drives me nuts personally is Stan Van Gundy constantly rusting the seven foot three Serb Boban Marjanovic, who who uh, got got six rebounds, four four points in thirteen plus minutes. He got a steal. He didn't come up with any blocks. I, first half he played decently defensively, not great, but decently. Second half he just fell off the wheels a little bit. But um, I, again, Stan Van Gundy rusted him again, and I blame Stan Van Gundy only as a coach. If I was Van Gundy, I would try to get Bobon as much exposure as possible to see if I can use as a as potential uh, bargaining chip uh, for a trade deadline deal. Yeah, maybe, and that, and then the rest of the team will be exposed. I mean, I mean, I mean. Listen, because thinking about what was going on with Reggie Jackson, at some point you probably would have to make a deal for a point guard, right? Um, who's to say? You know, you, you saw the reports of Charlotte. They put Kim, apparently they want to put Kimball Walker on the trade trading block. Who's to say? Hey, we'll give you Reggie's contract and Boban, and maybe a, you know, swap draft picks in exchange for Kimba. You know, that could be a possibility. Well, well, who knows, right? Still, the Pistons lack defense, and that's why that that's one of that's my reason the Pistons are are losing six straight of and eighteen of the last twenty six. Like you pointed and the out, the thing is, they know they know how to play defense, but I guess once they get up a certain margin, they just flip a, a different switch and just they, they get too complacent, and then all of a sudden, teams make these run, these runs, they come back on, and all of a sudden. They're losing six, seven, eight games in a row, and now you're at the spot where they're at right now. Right. Pistons host the Brooklyn Nets again. Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, this past Sunday, yeah, 0.9 seconds left. Stan Van Gunny put up put Ish Smith out there only six foot flat to face Six foot six Spencer Dinwiddie, the former Piston, defensively, and uh, even Andre Drummond could could not even come up with that block on that game winning shot. Just uh, missed by him. Uh, yeah, Dinwiddie's got skills, but but that, I mean that, that was almost. I mean he he can he can burn any def, defender, but Ish Smith. Come on, get the fuck out of here, Stan Van Gunny. That was not a smart decision. You could have, you could have put anybody taller than him to to try to defend Spencer Dinwiddie better than that. He still would have, whether whether he would have made a game winning shot or not, it's still worth uh, making a smarter decision than that. I mean, come on. I mean, Stan Van Gundy just made another stupid decision, and that, and that's and that that was that turned out to be suicidal. And the Pistons face the Brooklyn Nets next week, right here at the Shitty Pizza Arena. Now it's on Wednesday at seven. Let me look at the entire schedule on my uh, script. My week in review edition script. I know they got Cleveland coming up this weekend. 
Oh yeah, it's a back-to-back home series. Yeah, at at the at the Cavaliers at the Q Saturday at six, and then they're home against the Cavs Tuesday at eight. Home against the Memphis Grizzlies at seven. That that's the Pistons host the Net, Nets again two weeks from from this week. Monday at Wednesday this February seventh at seven, but but next week Thursday. They're home against the Memphis Grizzlies. They're home against the Heat, the Miami Heat, Saturday Saturday at 7. They're home against the, a week from Saturday at 7. They're home against the Portland Trail Blazers, February 5th at 7. This is a long homestand. Home against the Brooklyn Nets at 7 on, on the 7th. Home against the Clippers at 7, Friday the 9th. Nine of the, their next 10 games is at home in Including at the Atlanta Hawks, in right after the Clippers, and then the last four, and then the uh, last three at home, including one against the Boston Celtics, I think. But um, but uh, the uh, this I, I'm just sticking to what what's in my crystal ball right now. The Pistons are probably not going to improve. Not going to get back to back to their winning ways anytime soon. They're probably going to continue this this aforementioned funk that you touched on, and and this and this, it's going to cost them a trip to the playoffs. I mean, if anything, you could say that the, how they played as of late was probably the main factor as to why Drummond didn't get selected to the All Star game. So there's that. Yeah, uh, the All Star Game is irrelevant. It, it doesn't. It does. Yeah. Well, because Drummond didn't earn it anyway, and, and, and now he's just. Well, just I don't want to say he didn't earn it. I mean, he's he's been the top rebounder in the league. He's been in top statistical categories in other in twenty about twenty or so other areas. Like I said, he's one of the top five or six big men in the whole entire league. Uh, that's counting Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis, Al Horford. Um, you want to say Porzingis, fine, but, uh, you know, Joel Embiid is another one, and Drummond is right there in the mix as well. So I think how he has played and especially how he's improved upon his game and what better effort he has shown, I felt he deserved an all-star nod. Um, I would say way more than Porzingis. Um, you can make an argument for Al Horford, but, yeah, those were the two guys I would consider – I would have considered putting Drummond in over without question. Well, here's here's the problem that the real problem that lies between those guys and Andre Drummond. The defense. I know one time. I know one game Andre Drummond came up with six blocks, but but in general, it, it's the defense that that they've uh, outplayed Drummond in. That's the department that that that's visible to everyone. That compares those those four guys, four players from Andre Drummond. Like, yeah, Joel Embiid uh, pointed out before December second that, that Andre Drummond can't play defense. Well, I mean, he's played a little. Uh, he's played some defense, but just not enough. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. 
and then you and then you get the Lions now also searching for a defensive coordinator. We 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 know he's gonna we know they're gonna get Matt Patricia. That, so that's one thing that's out of the way. They just have to wait until after the Super after the Patriots beat the Eagles in Super Bowl Fifty Two. Somehow, just just find a way to win. It doesn't have to be a route. Just just win, baby. But uh, no one count out Philly too easily. That defense can be pretty good. Uh, but Tom Brady is Tom Brady for a reason. Belichick is Belichick for a reason, and the Patriots they are the Patriots. So. Uh, we'll see who makes the second, the better second half adjustments throughout the rest of the game, and uh, you know if, you, if it comes down to it, you will probably have a better, feel more safer betting on Tom Brady than you would on Nick Foles. Yep. Yeah, I was going to mention that uh, the Lions were were looking at Boston College defensive lineman's coach Paul Pasqualoni, Pasqualoni, emerging as a candidate for the Lions defensive coordinator job, and it would be the his third stint in the NFL, according to Ian Rappaport. Mm. Now, now uh, back to the uh, NASCAR stuff. I found even more from 10:47 a.m. David, Michigan State offensive lineman David Beadle of the football program, the Spartans football program, posted a powerful message to the sexual abuse victims of Larry Nassar. He was trying to reach out to them. It was no joke. Even the. Right. Even some of the players can reach out to the victims that matter, of the, the lives of the victims that matter matter more than anything. So the, there's another one that tops the cherry on top of the Sunday, another cherry on top of another Sunday, or the ultimate Sunday. So that's like three or four cherries put on top. And then we got the Tigers uh, adding a six-year veteran to, to their minor league system. Amari Amarista, six-year veteran infielder. And that does include the an MLB invite to spring training, which is nothing, which is nothing at all. And then they they change their home uniforms slightly with their old English D, just to make it identical with the with the old English D on their caps. That's 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 also nothing. The Tigers are going nowhere. Oh, also forgot. The Red Wings are going nowhere. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. I almost forgot that we're going to mention uh, plenty of Michigan football news. Speaking of Michigan, Michigan wide receivers coach and former Central Michigan University Chippewas head coach Dan Enos, Dan the Doofus Enos, who was once a doofus for Central Michigan, actually became better at Michigan as a wide receivers coach. He's going to be the quarterback's coach at the once again national champion Alabama Crimson Tide, according to Feldman. Feldman. We also have, have found out uh, Michigan assistant. Yeah, yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, Daniel Norris growing an epic beard. Get the fuck out. That's, that's. I, 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 I actually think that. Well, I, listen, the wide receivers, you, you know, I, I granted, yes, there were some issues with the QB play, QBs getting injured, some underperforming, but 
the White well, the White House didn't help didn't help matters uh, didn't help uh, for that matter as well that helped the offensive issues quell down. So again, this is what this goes aligns with what Jeff Moss was talking about of uh, changes being made to the offensive coaching staff um, under Jim Harbaugh. So this could be another example of that taking place. Uh huh. Yep. So that that's actually all the teams that we have covered. Pitchers and catchers report, by the way, uh, MLB-wise, February 14th on Valentine's Day. I'm sure as hell is not ready for the Tigers to play, but other than that, I am ready for baseball. Mm. Just to compromise a little bit. So, so it's time for Lewis's National Sports Report. Ed, chime in at whatever you want to, uh, as, as much as much as you want to. Louis Tenor, take it away. Take it away, Lou. Thank you, Ed. All right. Well, while laying a hockey uh, to start off with tonight, as is the last day before the break, and right now the Rangers are leading the Sharks 6-4 to four with a minute 30 oh. to go. Uh, J.T. Miller just scored uh, the go-ahead, the last goal. The Ducks over the Jets. Four to three in a shootout that took place uh, just a little while ago. Predators shut up the Devils three to nothing. Rena and Southern uh, took the Predators to the victory in that. Lightning scored three times in the second to give a five-one win over the Flyers. The Penguins doubled up on the Wild six to three thanks to Malkin and Crosby. Taveran uh, gets the Hurricanes past the Canadians. Uh, he scored two goals, by the way, in a 6-5 thrower. The Bruins as the Senators, 3-2, and get their fifth straight win. Uh-oh, now it's 6-5 with the uh, Rangers and, and Sharks. 49.7 seconds to go. Okay. The Blackhawks over the Red Wings, 5-1. and Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. And there was a hat-trick scored in the game by Nebraska. Oof, hat-trick. Capitals over Penguins, four, uh, over Panthers, 4-2. to two. The big goal himself, Ovechkin, scores his 30th goal of the season. Blues over the Avalanche, 3-1, to one, thanks to Stastny. And, of course, that name sounds familiar. I believe his father played at one time, Peter Stastny. Maple Leafs over the Stars, 4-1. to McKelney had 39 saves. Carlin had two goals in the game. Big David helps the Oilers get past the Flames, 4-3 to in a shootout. The, Black, the Blue Jays over the Coyotes, 2-1. to Atkinson scores in his return and gets the game winner. And the Sabres blank the, Shark, uh, blank the Canadians, Four to nothing, and the Islanders escaped the Golden Knights two to one. Johnston got his first career goal in that game. It's always nice to get your first goal. All right, twenty-five seconds to go in the Rangers Sharks game, and it's an empty net. Or it's uh, there is an empty net. Well, we'll see what happens from there. Okay, so let's check the standings. And they go this way. 
in the Eastern Conference Division. At 71 points, the Lightning are 34-12-3. and The Bruins are 29-10-8 at 66 points. The Leafs are 28-18-5 at 61 points. The Detroit, Detroit is 19-21-8-46 points, as well as the Canadians, 20-23-6. It's a final Rangers over the Sharks, 6-5. All right, good. All right, Panthers are 19-22-6-44 points. Senators are 39 points at 15-23-9, and the Sabres 14-26-9-37 points. Metropolitan Division, uh, the Capitals are 29-15-5-63 points. Blue Jackets, 27-19-3-57 points. The Penguins are 27-21-3 points. Devils, 56 points at 24 16 and 8. Flyers are at 24, 17, 8, 56 points. At 55 points were the are the Islanders at 25, 20, and 5. The Rangers are now 25 and 20 and 5, and we'll go to 55 points thanks to that win that just happened. And the Hurricanes are 22, 19, 852 points. And that actually, um, that Rangers Sharks game concludes the first half of the season. All right, in the Central Division, the Jets, 29-13-6, and 6, 66 points. Right behind them are the Predators at 29-11-7, 65 points. Blues, 30-18-3, 63 points. Stars, 28-18-4, 60 points. Avalanche, 27-18-3, 57 points. Wild, 26-18-5, 57 points. And the Blackhawks, 23-19-7, 53 points. This is going to be a hot division going into the second half. All right, Pacific Division. The Golden Knights, 32-12-4, even though they, had, they lost tonight. Sharks, 25-14-7-9 points. Flames, 25-16-8, 58 points. Kings, 26-18-5, 57 points. Anaheim, 24-17-9, 57 points. Oilers, 22, 24, and 3, 47 points. Canucks, 19, 24, and 6, 44 points. And the Coyotes, 12, 19, and 9, 33 points. Uh, well, the NHL will resume again on Tuesday. Um, yeah, on Tuesday. We'll, so there's no need to check this, uh, the um, schedule for right now. I'll check them back in like maybe a few days. All right, so now that we've taken care of of the ice, let's go to the uh, hardwood, starting in the NBA. And the NBA goes like this. The Nuggets over the Knicks, 130-118. to 118. Trey Burke, 18 points, 11 assists and 2 rebounds. Nikolai Jolica has 18 points, 10 assists and 7 rebounds. Warriors over My the Wolves. Right doing well. Yes. Warriors over the Wolves, 126-113. Carl Anthony Towns. 31 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists. Kevin Durant, 28 points, a triple-double here. 28 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. That's a triple-double. And it's not even by a guy named Westbrook. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Kings edge the Heat, 89-88. Buddy Heald, 24 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist. 
Gordon Dragic, 23 points, 3 rebounds, and 1 assist. And the Wizards over the, the Thunder over the Wizards, 121-112. Bradley Beal had 41 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. Russell Westbrook, 46 rebounds, uh, 46 points rather, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. Still putting up big numbers. Wow. All right. Shall we go to the standings? And they go this way. All right. In tonight's standings, of course, Boston is still in the lead at 35-14 and 14 and have a game-and-a-half lead over the Raptors at 32-14. and 14. Cavaliers, 27-19, six-and-a-half back. The Heat are 27-21, seven-and-a-half back. The Pacers and Wizards are 26-22, both at eight-and-a-half back. At nine-and-a-half back are the Sixers at 23-21, and 21, and the Bucks are 24-22, and 22, also nine-and-a-half back. On the outside looking in, the Pistons are 22-24, 11-and-a-half back. The Knicks are now 21-28, 14 back. Ugh. Hornets, 19-27, 14 and a half back. Bulls, 18-30, 16 and a half back. As well as the Brooklyn Nets, also 18-30 and 16 and a half back. Ugh. Ugly. Hawks, 14, Hawks and the Magic are 14 and 33, both 20 back. It's getting ugly, folks. Western Conference, Warriors keep on rolling, 39-10 and have a Three and a half game lead over the Rockets at 34 and 12. Spurs 32 and 18 are seven and a half back. Wolves are nine back at 31 and 20. Thunder 28 and 20, 10 and a half back. Pelicans 26 and 21, 12 back. Blazers 26 and 22, 12 and a half back. And the Nuggets are 25 and 23 at 13 and a half back. On the outside looking in, the Clippers are 23 and 24, 15 back. The Jazz. 20 and 28, 18 and a half back. Lakers, 20 back at 18 and 29. Grizzlies, 21 back at 17 and 30. At 17 and 31 are the Suns, that's 21 and a half back. The Mavericks are 16 and 32, 22 and a half back. And the Kings, 15 and 33, 23 and a half back. Oh boy. Okay, schedule time. And for tomorrow's games, because now all games have been completed, so now it goes like this for tomorrow. Your 7 o'clock game is the Hawks versus the Hornets. Hmm. Hawks and the Hornets. 7.30 games are the Pistons at the Cavaliers and the Jazz at the Raptors. 8 o'clock, we got quite a few games here. The Lakers take on the Bulls. The Clippers take on the Grizzlies. The Nets take on the Bucks, and the Rockets take on the Pelicans. A pair of 8.30 games. Blazers take on the Mavericks. Sixers take on the Sixers take on the Spurs. And at 9, the Knicks take on Phoenix. And by the time I get to Phoenix, it might be a little trouble. Probably. All right, so now we'll go to the college game where we had only a few top 25 games, but still we had some Games of uh, interest here. Okay, this one just went final. Gonzaga, number 15th ranked over Portland, 95-79. to 
Tiled, 20 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists. And Marvin Shaver Jr. had 16 points, 2 assists, and 1 steal. This one just went final. St. Mary's over BYU, 75-62. Childs had 34, 14 points, 3 assists, 1 rebound. Jock Landau, 39 points, 14 rebounds, and 2 assists. In a good top 25 matchup, and it was as advertised. Purdue over Michigan, 92-88. Muhammad Ali, Ali, 26 points. Three rebounds, one assist. Vincent Edwards, 30 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Arizona over Colorado, 80 to 71. George King had 22 points and six rebounds. Alonzo Tier, Alonius Tier, 23 points and three assists. Penn State upsets Ohio State, 82 to 79. Tony Carr had 28 points. Five assists and five rebounds. A game-winning three at the buzzer. Wow. Oh, yeah, I, I heard. Uh, Bates, yep, 26 points, four rebounds, and two assists at the buzzer. Can't beat that. Wichita State over Central Florida, 81-62. Dayton Griffin had 15 points, four rebounds, two assists. Shaquille Morris. 19 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Ha, you betcha they're going to see O'Neal, did you? <laughs> Arizona State, oh no, Utah over Arizona State, 80-77. to Tyler Rawson had 16 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Great, yeah. Holder, 23 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists. Okay, so now we'll check uh, this, the rest of the Scheduled from last from I should say last night, that early this morning. It goes like this. Okay, from the okay. Connecticut Yukon over SMU sixty three to fifty two. Charleston over Delaware sixty two to fifty four. Central Connecticut State over Bryant eighty to seventy four. Saint Francis of Pennsylvania over Fairleigh Dickinson. 76 to 70. At least they made it competitive. Murray State over Moorhead State, 87-81. Quinnipiac over Marist, 85-77. Monmouth over Siena, 67-56. Drexel over Elon, 83-79. Northeastern over Hofstra, 81-77. Wilmington over James Madison, 71-68. Townsend over William and Mary. 95-82, and that was an overtime game. Hmm. Appalachia over Appalachian State over Little Rock, 72-67 in overtime. Coastal Carolina over Arkansas State, 62-47. Texas State over Georgia Southern, 62-61. At least it was a close game. Mid-Tennessee over San Antonio, 75-51. Georgia State over Arlington, 81-75. North Dakota State over Omaha, 73-58. Hmm, where's Peyton Manning when you need him? Oh, boy. Monroe over Troy, 76-71. Belmont over Eastern Illinois, 
Green Bay over Cleveland State, 66-44. Milwaukee over Youngstown State, 66-55. Rice over Florida International, 73-64. UAB over UTEP, 85-78. North Texas over Florida Atlantic in a defensive game, 59-53. That's defensive. Louisiana over South Alabama, 75-57. Austin over Eastern Kentucky, 90-84. Tennessee Tech over Southeast Missouri State, 76-65. Tennessee State over Edwardsville, 85-57. USF over Tulane, 80-75, close. Denver over Western Illinois, 70-58. Mount St. Mary's over LIU of Brooklyn, 86-80. Tennessee Martin over Jacksonville State, 67-63. Northern Illinois over Montana State, 77-75. Monroe over Southern Utah, 71-47. Eastern Washington over North over North Dakota, 95-71. Pepperdine over Loyola Marymount, 71-70. Close game. San Francisco over Pacific, 69-67. Santa, Santa Clara, San Diego over Santa Clara, 66-58. Long Beach State over Cal Poly, 87-71. UC uh, Davis over Cal State Northridge, 63-56. UCLA over Cal, 70-57. And Santa Barbara over Fullerton, 70-60. Okay, so now let's check the schedule for tomorrow's games. And tomorrow isn't uh, as busy as it usually is on a Friday night. Because we're all too busy for Saturday. All right, so... 5 o'clock, we have a game between Wagner and St. Francis of Pennsylvania. 6.30, Buffalo takes on Ohio. 7 o'clock games are as follows. Sacred Heart versus Robert Morris. St. Peter's versus Ryder. Dartmouth versus Brown. Harvard versus Yale. Oh, boy. Detroit Mercy versus Wright State. 8 o'clock, Wisconsin over number 6. We'll face number 6, Michigan State. Oakland takes on Northern Kentucky at 9. Bakersfield takes on Seattle at 10. And those are the complete games uh, for tomorrow. Okay. So now on to today's news. And I'll try and get this done as quickly as possible. All right. Okay. Well, it was a, it was a big day here. And, of course, um, we're going to start off from the top of the page here. Kevin Durant was fined $15,000 uh, for criticizing an official. The announcement was made today. Durant criticized official James Williams for being a target in the game on Tuesday night. The two had argued over the call in the in the Warriors win, but yesterday said that I had a couple of the players' texts. I saw a couple of players' texts and I was being a jerk. Yeah, you sure were. Brewer signed center field Lorenzo Cain to a five-year, $80 million deal. 
baseball source confirmed to ESPN. He had passed a physical and likely will be introduced to the team sometime later today. This occurs on the same day they acquire Christian Yelch uh, for four prospects. Now, Kane's new contract is the largest payout and longest term in this offseason by a free agent. The deal includes a no-trade protection and a war bonus of 300000 for each all-star game he appears in and Kane makes 500000 for MVP award. Guy's going to make some serious moolah. All right, onward we go. Some guys get all the luck, though, too. Knicks center, Joachim Noah, uh, had left the team today for personal reasons, as he's expected to miss at least the next two games. Well, not the same we're going to notice, because Noah has only played seven games this season of 45. Uh, this season, he missed the first 12 games of the season as part of the 20-game suspension for substance abuse. Head coach Jeff Hornacek did not comment on why Noah was will be absent. Noah signed for a four-year, $72 million deal in 2016 and has been inactive for the bulk of this season so far. So far, And Hornacek will turn to Enos Cantor and Kyle O'Quinn to fill out the rotation at center. Hornacek also said that that Noah is not is not going to play in the G League, where he did play for one game this season. LeBron James has selected ex-teammate Kyle Irving in the All-Star Game draft yesterday, which is rather noteworthy because since Irving had requested a trade last summer from after Cavaliers won the NBA championship and have been in the last three NBA finals, Warriors star Stephon Curry, along with James, chose their teammates and they did not want but Kevin Durant, who was drafted by James. The new rule this season is that rosters were selected regardless of conference. It's from a pool of stars and reserves. The Brewers have acquired outfielder Christian Yelch from the Marlins, who will receive four prospects. Yelch is the fourth Marlins starter to be traded this offseason, as the payroll was slashed and to help rebuild the farm system under new CEO Derek Jeter, <laughs> as they had shipped their top three players to other teams such as Marcel Osana, Giancarlo's and Giancarlo Stanton, as well as Dee Gordon. The Cavaliers tweak uh, their lineup as they send Jay Crowder to the bench and Cameron Love back to being a power forward and are starting Christian Thompson as well. It's official, everybody. Vince McMahon is going to bring back the, oh boy, here we go, the XFL in 2020. That's when they'll first begin play and begin in January of that year. Consisting of eight teams with a 10-week schedule and a 40-man roster. And here's the interesting part here. Any player with a criminal record will be banned from playing. One of the league's many problems was timing. As the first games were played after the concept was announced, was announced adding an extra, extra year will allow for a better product. Teams will be formed next year. McMahon said the league... Could be could succeed this time around because television ratings no longer dictate success 
thanks to other platforms such as Amazon and Facebook as they bid for sports rights. Yeah, that's that's true. All right. Hang on down here. Okay. Okay, more more news to um come here now. Baseball agent Scott Boris said in a telephone uh, conversation with the Athletic criticized MLB franchises for skimping on payrolls despite healthy revenues and losing to get higher draft picks and higher money enrollments is is and losing to high draft picks are willing to sign players. I do my job for the clients. I spend every waking hour trying to bring attention to owners so they can act with integrity. Boris told the Atlantic, certainly to sign uh, clients, but I'm trying to get them act with integrity. With integrity. Boris commented on referring back to the 1919 Black Sox scandal that kicked eight players from the team out of the game after the White Sox were accused of throwing the 1919 World Series. We must rid of the non-competitive cancer. And we cannot, we can't go uh, back to the fan bases and said the promise of losing to win. That is destructive to our game because it has removed one-third of the competition. J.D. Martinez, Greg Holland, Eric Hosmer, and Jake Arrieta and Mike Moustakis are still unsigned. The National Basketball Referees Association accepted Kevin Durant's apology uh, in a tweet message after accusing of being targeted when he was ejected in a game on Tuesday night. The National Basketball Referees Association also said that this was a type of common ground the organization and the National Basketball Players Association can reach when they meet next month in negotiation in regarding tensions between players and officials. So at least we can get that out of the way, finally. All right. So anyway... Okay, got a few more items here. Uh, Joel Thornton of the Sharks uh, will miss several weeks with an MCL injury in his right leg. That according to team general manager Doug Wilson. Thornton came off the ice in regulation against the Winnipeg Jets on Tuesday. Uh, he broke his teammate Borek fell on his right leg and tumbled to the ice while chasing a puck in the neutral zone. Oof. Puck in the neutral zone. That's gotta be that's gotta be hard. Oh boy. Okay. Now, as we all know, the NBA All Star game is coming up. But here's uh, here's another thing here. Blazers uh, Blazers point guard Damian Lillard admitted that it was disappointing to hear comments about the all-star selections falling 
Lillard's addition uh, to the roster and the absence of Thunder teammate Paul George. Lillard wanted to say, I respect uh, Russell Westbrook a lot, so it was very disappointing to hear him say in last night's game against the Wolves because Westbrook says, I am an all-star. That's how it is. Uh, Because he had played against me, he has played against the team, and he knows. He knows about he knows what he accomplished not just this season but in his career. So it's very disappointing to hear. But I know I earned my spot, says Russell Westbrook. Took to many what believed to be a shot at Lillard on Tuesday while speaking to the media in the wake of in the wake of George's ex- exclusion. Westbrook said it was outrageous. Which we said it was outrageous in this opinion. I don't know who else made the team. You have guys complaining about getting snubbed until they get in. You have guys taking talking about it all the time, but the guys that deserve it should be in. The guys that should be in or not. I don't understand if it I don't understand. It just doesn't make sense. Now for the interesting story of the day. A better placed a multi-million dollar bet on underdog the Philadelphia Eagles, according to the MGM pres- president of race and sports, Jay Rod. That's Rod with two Ds. Rod declined to reveal the exact amount, but told ESPN it was in the multi-millions, making it one of the largest sporting bets in the state of Nevada. Rod said he had dealt with his customer before, but refused to provide any details. He also would not say if the bet was a money line wager or a straight bet on the on a point spread sheet. Okay, so um, and I believe that's it because all their games have uh, finished for the evening. So I'll just turn it back over to you, gentlemen. Well, that was quick. Just uh, about. Roughly 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for episode 420 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on Talk Shoot. Ed Smith, excellent job. Epic, epic rant yes. on um, on that NASCAR thing. <laughs> you told me, get the fuck out of your face. Oh, my God. That, that Love it. Yeah. That, that really lit me up. Man. <coughs> I promise you we're going to have more of this next week. Next week, Thursday. So, that being said, I'm going to, on episode 421, I'm going to fly solo late tomorrow night because i got to close, work four to close Friday night at Ruby Tuesday in Cadillac. And then then at Saturday 11, Lewis Tenor makes his return for episode 422. So for Lewis Tenor and Ed Smith, I'm Taylor Phillips signing off. Follow Ed Smith on Twitter at EdSmith313. And follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. And like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Bon appetit. Good night. Good night, gentlemen. 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.